Hello, fellow tiny human docs. We are welcoming you today to our sixth episode of Peds in a Pod. We are your hosts, Ashley Grigsby. And David Rayburn. And as you know, we are combined emergency medicine and pediatric residents at Indiana University. And this is our board review podcast focused on high yield topics for the pediatric boards. So we follow the outline and study recommendations set forth by the American Board of Pediatrics content outline for the general pediatrics board exam. There was a new content outline published for this exam. It seems a bit more broad, so we're going to keep to the old one so we can cram all those little nuggets in your brains. It's There are a lot of nuggets. A lot of nuggets this month. What are we going to discuss this month? We're talking about fat-soluble vi- vitamins, which I knew approximately negative things about before this po- before this episode. Except for what, which ones were fat-soluble. I don't even know if I could get you there. Okay. Uh, should we tell them, though? We're going to tell them. Don't worry. Okay. Listen. Adolescent psychology, which is difficult. Very much so. Asthma. And then, of course, some ID topics. And don't forget about the milestones and cootie shots. To help us cover these topics, we've invited some guests, as always, to help us and help you get some extra points on the boards. Excellent. All right. So before we get started, we have lots of news to share with you guys. A lot has happened since our last episode. We reached a very important milestone for we us. We did. What do we do? 10,000 downloads. Which I thought was a really big deal when it happened. But it- now we're at 15. <laughs> pretty awesome so you guys are awesome we appreciate you continuing to listen can't thank you guys enough for your support we are actually tracking all of our listeners and our metrics we've got a big group of listeners in california we have international listeners in canada and uh where else i think i saw like qatar qatar yep so thanks for so listening. welcome to our podcast we love it another big announcement we have finally joined the Twitter sphere, so I'm sure some of you have been following us uh, at Peds in a Pod, and we've been posting some cases on there, updates about when we do recordings, some pictures, so just another avenue for you guys to pick up some extra information on. So go ahead and follow us at Peds in a Pod. And we're going to use that. We've gotten a lot of feedback that people want more case-based learning, so we're going to use Peds in a Pod Twitter account to kind of help with some of that. And also, our intros are now going to have a case. So that's coming in a couple seconds here. And one more thing, we'd really appreciate if you guys could leave some comments on the iTunes or Podbean just to help give you more content that you guys are looking for. So just go on and leave us some comments. We'd really appreciate it. All right, so let's talk about our first case that we're going to add to our intro. All right. It was I've, a case you had. I've got one. Okay. Okay. This is a real case. The uh, names and whatever have been changed to protect HIPAA, right? Correct. Yeah. There will be no HIPAA violations Don't worry. here. So I had an eight-week-old girl okay. came into the emergency department with progressive vomiting. Okay. All right. I love that. I know. So it was described as projectile, which you hear that thrown. I mean, everyone says projectile. Right? Like, okay, yeah, right. And the parents told me that she has this bubble in her stomach that comes and goes. Usually it gets bigger right before she vomits, and then it goes away. Hmm. It's actually pretty impressive, and we'll put the, the picture on Twitter for you guys to see. But what do you think is going on? Well, eight weeks, but any kind of projectile vomiting in an eight-week-old, we think of pyloric stenosis, right? Absolutely. A little weird because she's a girl. Right. Because it's typically firstborn yeah. males. Mm-hmm. The other things I worry about are like, 
you know, eight weeks, you can still get, like, malrotation. Was it bilious? Was it non-bilious? It was was non-bilious. It was undigested formula. Okay, so a little less likely to be malro. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it could be sepsis, although the story's a little weird. Sure. Right? Like, shouldn't be that long, but... Kids can be septic and for and look like a lot of different things. Also, a big one: NAT. Yeah, you know? for sure. Head trauma, just isolated vomiting. You got to think: is there something in their brain that's making them vomit? Try and think outside the GI tract, especially in these little babies who can't tell us anything. Veterinary well, medicine. This is fair, but we did get an ultrasound, and her pylorus was six millimeters in width and twenty-four millimeters in length. I'm not an ultrasonographer. Well, like sometimes I am, but I don't think that's normal. It's a little too big. So normal is four millimeters in diameter and fourteen up to fourteen millimeters in length. So she had pyloric stenosis. So it's, well, that's great. Outside the realm of normal, but um, so we did some labs. What do you think we found on her labs? This is so classic, and it makes it's like makes me crazy because they always test you, but hypochloremic. Metabolic alkalosis. Because the babies vomit up all their stomach acid, which is HCl, so you lose all the chloride. That's why you get hypochloremic. And you get alkalotic because you're vomiting up all your acid. Exactly. Classic. For these kids, uh, you want to give them a bolus. A 20 lot of per t- kilo. 10 per kilo. 20. 20 per kilo. Yeah. Either one. It's not going to hurt. You're likely yeah. going to need to give them more fluids because they're vomiting. You're going to want to make them NPO. Because they're going to need surgery. You're going to want to consult your surgeons. And then usually you put them on a dextrose-containing fluid for maintenance at one and a half times maintenance while they're getting ready for surgery. Those little babies will get you every time. They don't trust them. Nope, never. They never trust them. All right, first case case. done. All right. All right, let's get started with this quarter's episode. Here we go. As always, the thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of Indiana University School of Medicine or IU Health or any of its affiliates. This podcast is not intended to be used in the place of clinical judgment or as a diagnostic tool. We also know that there's new literature published daily, but unfortunately the board exam content can lag behind some of this information. This podcast is focused on giving you the information relevant for the boards. We cannot cover everything and this podcast is not all-inclusive, but we do hope you learn something that will help you on the boards. All right, now let's dive into this month's episode. 